Hey, Kingdom Guardians, this is your girl, Natalie Lee Martin, and I'm glad you can join us for a second season. Oh my goodness, today I have a special guest. Her name is Darlene Fleming. Darlene, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Darlene is a mother of two children, TJ and Mackenzie. She's a nurse and the co-host of Vantage Point, which airs live every Friday at 7 p.m. on Facebook. Now, Darlene is a divorcee who has made it her goal to assist those who are going through divorce and navigate the obstacles associated with, her, with it. She believes that through prayer, support, and self-evaluation, you can always begin again, no matter what life throws at you. And in the near future, guess what? Darlene plans on releasing her brand of hashtag broken hearts can be mended. I got to get that right. Hashtag broken hearts can be mended. And this girl is getting ready to release her book. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to hear what Darlene has to share for us Kingdom Guardians today. And she's going to be helping us raise our children in the midst of a divorce. So Darlene, let's start from not from the very, very beginning, but let's talk about how long have you been married and um, how long have you been divorced? So I was married for 10 years. Um, and I have been divorced for, well, we've been separated for four years, but officially divorced for three. Oh, wow. So you've been married longer than you have been divorced. Correct. Awesome. All right. So now, and I don't mean awesome as in that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I mean, um, so 10 years, that you was with someone for a very long time. Wow. Yes. And um, so what challenges did you face during your divorce? Um, I think that during divorce, the two biggest challenges were, of course, I have two children. So mm -hmm. explaining that to them, who at the time were five and maybe two, three-ish. Um, and then navigating divorce with everybody else, you know, finding out about divorce. So trying to combat the opinions and the thoughts and the, you know, the um uh, generational thought patterns of marriage and you know if there's longevity somehow people automatically think that that means that you stay <laughs> mm, that's true that's definitely true and so when you say navigating through other people's opinions was that family was that friends what did that look like um, that was everybody. Honestly speaking, nobody really knew that I had, was even separated, probably until a year, maybe a year and a half. Wow. Um, we were separated and we were going to the same church still. We were driving separate cars. We would sit next to each other. We wouldn't speak now, but mm -hmm. we played the role of we're together still. So navigating that in and of itself, because people sense when things are off, mm -hmm. but when you, when you do it well, it's hard for them to pinpoint what it is. Yeah. Um, and then that coupled with having to let family members know this no longer is what it used to be and not feeling obligated to even go into detail as to why it's not. Yeah. Um, because when you're going through divorce, you learn that you know, sometimes it's best not to explain things because it causes things to become more complicated. You were going to question your decision and question, you know, when you're going through divorce, you need clarity. 
mm-hmm. you can't have that with voices all around you trying to tell you what you need to do in a life that none of them have to live. You just blew my mind because <laughs> seriously, I, I'm thinking because when you're going through something like that, you're very emotional and you want to be able to share that with as many people <laughs> as you yes. want to, especially if you feel the other person hurt you. And for you to say that it's none of their business is very profound. Wow. <laughs> it's, it was very difficult. <laughs> It was difficult. I mean, my children didn't even really know what was mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Um, during that time, I realized that counseling was my best friend. And that was the best thing that I could have invested in myself. Um, because in that process, I was able to gain wisdom about how to navigate with small children. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, because you can't reveal to them everything that's happening. Yeah. You know, you give it to them in a way, well, daddy just has to work really late. So he won't be here when you wake up and he's not here when you go to bed. But at the time, they weren't able to really rationalize like that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they just think, oh, daddy's at work. So they don't notice the difference, um, which for me was good because I was dealing with enough emotionally. I didn't want to yeah. have to deal with them, too. Um, and then family, of course, they're like, why are you leaving? Why you can't stay? You can't work it out. It's just kind of like me being the person that I am. I, I stayed uh, for an um, exhaustive amount of time yeah. trying to figure out how I could make this work. So to actually come to the decision, at that point, there was no going back for me. You just got, I have chills over my body because there's so many things that are going through my mind and the way that you're saying it, you're saying it with so much clarity, it's just blowing me away. Um, I'm thinking like, is was there a point before your clarity that you felt guilty about even having those feelings of not wanting to be um, married anymore? I mean, honestly, I feel like because of the type of person that I am, I feel like I'm a very forgiving person. Mm -hmm. It's very easy for me to forgive and it's very easy for me to really forget. Um, And so in the marriage, that was to my detriment because things would happen that people call red flags Yeah, and you know, you address it and you say, okay, sorry, we're not going to do this. We'll talk about it. And then we move on. Well, me, I really do move on and I kind of forget that it even happened. It sounds crazy. (laughs) <laughs> but I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I said I forgave you, so it's done to me. And so I didn't realize until years of doing it that this is detrimental not only to me, but to my children. Yeah. And so I had to make the decision to say, you know what? This is not what I've been called to. Um, I had to tell myself that I gave myself the opportunity for it to be better. Yeah. And once I was able to come to that conclusion that I knew I had done everything that I could do in and of my own self, and I can't make any person do anything that they are not willing or even have the capacity to do, it's time for me to move on. Wow. That's, oh man, yeah. this is gonna help a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I feel 
Yeah, it, it was tough. You know, it sounds easy. And honestly speaking, going through divorce and navigating it with children, even now, kind of, sort of, being mm-hmm. on the other side of it, because my children are still young. Yeah. Um, They're nine and six, but they definitely have much more of a perspective concerning it. Yeah. Um, You know, but even now, in retrospect, when I see other people who have gone through divorce, mm-hmm. and when other people who have gone through divorce see me, it's almost like, how did you do that? Listen, I this is the reason why I asked you to do this podcast because I was <laughs> stalking you on Facebook. It's like you disappeared for a while and then you popped up, but you were a different version of yes. the, a different woman that I, I remembered. Yes. And every word that you say, every word that you post on Facebook, it's like, a light bulb is going off. It's, it's illuminating some things, even within myself and, and being a married woman. You would say things like the person has, um, you have, you cannot control another person's um, feelings or thoughts. And, and, and even, um, yes, we know that as a person, as a Christian woman, but we don't actually, most of the time, we don't actually put that into action. We mm-hmm. really think that our happiness is dependent on what the other person does. And right. so your freedom allowed me as a married woman to become free. And mm-hmm. so when I see you and I see other divorced people, I'm like, no, we need to get what she got. <laughs> Even as a married woman, I'm like, I need to get what you have because you really do not look like what a typical divorced person you know, from what uh-huh. I've seen uh-huh. look like. So how did you get to that point in this I think, and, and so early in this stage? I mean, honestly, child, <laughs> if, I'm serious. If people knew the turmoil that I went through in divorce, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how I look like, <laughs> what I look like. Yeah. Because it was so difficult. Because what, you, what people don't understand who have not been divorced is this. That yes, you can marry someone and have these lifelong dreams and aspirations and goals, but when divorce hits, mm-hmm. oh, you get to the root of the thing. And ways and actions and words and you know thought processes of uh, particular individuals can shift when they don't get their way. Or, you know, they feel like they've been slighted or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? And at this point in my life with being divorced, I'm so free. I don't care what nobody got. I don't care what he got to say. His mama got to say. My mama got to say. Because this is my life and my story Mm -hmm. to tell. And if you don't like it, then tell yours. But (laughs) because I've come to that place, I understand that now. I can no longer be dictated by feelings and, you know, because if you're married to somebody for 10 years, there is an emotional tie. And so even though we were separated, even though we were divorced, even though, you know, we had to make decisions about things that, you know, he or I didn't agree on, I still, that emotional attachment didn't disappear. Yeah. I would feel sorry that I had to tell him to get his stuff and go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would feel sorry Mm -hmm. that you don't have a place to go. So no, you can't get our children. But that didn't mean I was going to say, oh, no, come back to my house. That's a lie. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I definitely do. So, I mean, navigating those things. I mean, prayer, a lot of prayer, um, a lot of prayer with my children, 
because again, yeah. they were young and, you know, my children sensed that things were off, but they didn't know what it was or even how yeah. to try to articulate how they felt. Yeah. And so it was my job um, and my goal in that process to make sure that even through divorce, that they come out unscathed. Wow. Uh, so wow. that I think was probably the guiding light as it related to my ability to navigate divorce with grace, um, you know, in excellence with integrity, mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, you know, whether it be the husband or the wife, if you do things integral, eventually, oh, it's going to show, yes. you know, if you're doing things right or wrong. Yes. I agree you know, with you. so I learned that over the years at the time, I didn't feel that way, but yeah, I've learned over the years of being divorced that, you know what, sometimes you don't always even need to speak on the thing because mm. people will be who they are, especially when their back is up against the wall. So let me ask you this question. Do you think that God, not that he brought it, I don't believe that he mm -hmm. brought the situation, but he used the situation to make you into a better um, woman, a better mother, a better sister? Do you think that he, through the divorce, you have become a better version of yourself? Oh, 100%. I think that there was a decision to be made that God could have got the glory out of two individuals deciding to you know, do things God's way and figure out mm -hmm. the kinks, put in the work and the effort to cause this marriage to be a testimony to people that you can make it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's twofold. And even though it ended in divorce, you know, mm -hmm. I realize now that God has gotten the glory out of my life in a way mm -hmm. that I have never experienced in my entire life. And it's crazy to think that the most detrimental thing that ever happened to me could cause me to be in a place of glory that I've never experienced. A peace that I've never experienced. A freedom that I never knew existed. True freedom. And so I believe that, you know, at this point that I am in a position to be able to encourage other people because I see <laughs> that everybody don't handle divorce like me. And no, I'm not saying not. that you have to, but <laughs> I see a whole lot of people on the other side of the fence. And so, you know, I am the one who's able to say, look, I know it's difficult. Oh, I know it's hard. Oh, but there's a better way. Wow. So, yeah. I, ooh, girl. I mean, <laughs> just chills all over my body. <laughs> Talking about, because you're, you're saying there could have been a different outcome. But yes. irregardless of what the outcome is, God gets the glory. Absolutely. So when so you're literally the living example of Romans 828 for all things work Come together on. for the good all of those things. Yes. That love God. I mean, who? Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me collect myself so I can <laughs> ask you this next question. This is absolutely powerful. It is amazing. Awesome. Because I'm just thinking about every every person's journey might not be exactly the same. But when you surrender your heart to God, mm -hmm. the outcome is the same because he gets the glory. And that's yes. the outcome of it all. Him getting yes. the glory. Absolutely. 
And you're going to be able to help. I, I know for a fact that this is going to be able to help other people navigate through the, this season of their life if they're in the middle of this season. Because Amen. I know even in the midst of uh, my separation that I, I didn't handle it well because I didn't see anybody else handling it. Right. I didn't have a perspective to pull from and say, okay. And the fact that you went ahead and I'm going to try not to, you know, get emotional, mm-hmm. but then came back and said, not only am I going ahead and running the race, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you how to do this with integrity. Right. So that when your kids look at you, they're going to be like, that's my mama. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm serious. That's it. This is what Kingdom Gardens is all about. We're bringing yeah. our kids right back to the father, regardless of what we go through, regardless of what path we have to navigate through. It all comes back to giving Jesus the glory. Yes. Wow. All right. So my next question for you, Darlene, is how do you help your children navigate through this new normal that they have? Again, I think that the best way that I can help my kids navigate is through prayer mm-hmm. because I don't have all the answers. I, I I know what it is to feel like a child who was a product of divorce. And it wasn't always a good feeling, you know, because at some point you feel like it's your fault. You feel like, oh, I could have done something for the other parent to stay. You know, you don't know the reason why they left, at least not right mm-hmm. now. But, you know, you feel like there's something that you could have done as a child to make it better. When in all actuality, there was nothing that you could have done. And so I tried to explain that to my children. Um, My daughter, honestly, she was so young that a lot of it, she just, she kind of gleans from her brother. So she doesn't, she doesn't even, the connection with her father that her brother has is so much different because she, she didn't have as much time as he did. Yeah. And so, you know, he's the one with the question, like, where's daddy? Like you said, daddy, you know, made a mistake and. When, he make, when people make mistakes, sometimes there are consequences. This was his consequence? Yes. You know, now my son is nine years old. So I don't talk to him like I talked to him when he was six and five. Yeah. I tell him, no, daddy made a choice, you know? And yeah. so because he made a particular choice, there's consequences. And his consequences that he can no longer live with us. He's still your daddy. He loves you. I'm sure he does. You make sure you pray for him every day. You know, because I know what it's like to be in a household where my mother, she never talked bad about my dad to me and he wasn't there. I mean, in my adult years, yes, I realized, you know, of course people start talking, you get all the stories and all that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time, like I never heard her say a negative thing about him to me. You know what I'm saying? When I was disappointed by him because it was my birthday and I didn't get a card, she never bad mouthed him to me. I remember that vividly. And so now in my adult years, although I was hurt and I began to have a hatred towards my father at that time, you know, it wasn't because of anything that she said. It was because of me feeling like you abandoned me, my Mm. own perception. And so now that I'm older, you know, and I'm healed from that hurt and that pain, you know, I understand that when it comes to my children, that at some point in their life, I can't say exactly when there will be a crossroads where they will be able to see the truth and know the yeah. truth and they will make a decision based off of that truth of their own not because of what I gave them yeah. about their father wow and so all I know to do now is my kids know how to pray they get up in the morning they pray 
when they done praying by themselves, they come to my room and we pray together. They pray <laughs> at night. We do these memorizing and these Bible yes, verses because yes. I know that when I'm in my darkest, deepest moments, that that's all that I had. Wow. So if they know nothing else, they understand that through prayer, you know, God will never leave you. Yeah. And as long as y'all understand that, you have to understand that people will enter into your life to fill a void that you may have thought one person should fill, but I guarantee you there's somebody else who could fill it a lot better. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Yeah. That was well said. That was beautiful. And I loved how you talked about at some point in their life, they'll have to know the truth on their own. They'll have to mm-hmm. um, be able to stand there without you being the middleman. Yeah. And I just, as you were talking, it just remind me the goal of having children and, and they're not really our, they're not our possessions. They're not our own. They're really on loan for us to us from God. And we have to, in a sense, do the same thing with them when it comes to learning who their heavenly father is. And you're yes. doing that through prayer because eventually they're going to be praying without you. Yes. And they're going to have to have that relationship with God on their own. Absolutely. And however he does it, he gets the glory. That's it. He gets the glory. And you just really, for me, um, just shun a light on, no matter what we go through, God can still get the glory because I know for a lot of people who are in marriages that they feel like they should not be in and they stay because, Mm -hmm. you know, the church tells us, Mm -hmm. you know, divorce is bad. God Mm -hmm. hates divorce, but God loves you more than your marriage. Yes. He loves you more than your, your status. He loves you more than, you know, your position in any place he loves you more than that. Yes. And so just hearing you speak is just bringing light to all of that. Like I shouldn't just be telling people, Oh yeah, you need to stay in that marriage. Cause God loves, you know, God wants you to be married. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> that's right. not my place to stay. And like you said in the beginning, that's none of my business. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like you got to go to the father and find out on your own. That's it. That's just some freedom for me. And I thank you for just, sharing that yeah wow so now um last thing I want to ask you before we let you go which I hate to do because <laughs> there's so much wisdom coming pouring out of you um do you have any words of encouragement for parents or for children who are currently in the same season of their lives um I probably would say that the best encouragement I could give is as the parent mm-hmm. you take the lead because it doesn't matter really how old your children are per se, but I guarantee you, if you're a good parent, oh, your children will follow you. And it may take time for them to understand and realize what you're doing. But as long as you're taking the lead as the parent, I mean, the Bible says that children are arrows in the hands of their parents. Yeah. And so with that understanding, we know that And like you said, all things are working together for our good. So if I know that I'm doing the best that I can, you know, stewarding these children, doing what I need to do, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they're going to follow suit. And even if they don't do it when you see it, at some Mm -hmm. point in life, when they do meet that crossroads of looking for answers, 
you won't be the one that they're pointing to saying, well, you said this, you know, well, you said this about dad, you said this about mom, you know, they'll, they won't, you won't even be in the picture. You know, you have to be the example that your kids need to see outside of emotion. Because emotions make you act crazy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) Okay, emotions make you call people names and say what they really are. And you're talking about their mama and their grandmama and their daddy. I mean, emotions make you go nuts. Okay, so you have to not allow yourself to yield to emotions because emotions are, they change by the second. You just have to, you know, get your sure foundation and take the lead. I promise you, if you take the lead, that one, your children will follow suit and God is not going to leave you hanging out there to dry. Guaranteed. Wow. Wow. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) And you know, that emotion thing that goes for anybody in any situation in any part of their life. (laughs) Yes. Emotions will... Yeah, they'll take you yes. out. They will take you out. <laughs> yes, they took a sister out many, many times. Yes, today. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, that is that is very good. That's good information. That's definitely good advice that I'm gonna be taking myself because yeah, the emotions they they're fleeting. Oh, like yeah. you said, one minute they'll they'll have you thinking one thing, and then the next minute it's total opposite. So. Yeah. Yeah. Take the emotions out of it and lead. Lead yeah. and your children will follow. Man, Darlene, this was absolutely phenomenal. I do not want to let you go. But before I do, I need you to tell these people where they can find you on social media. Um, social media, you can just find me at Darlene Fleming on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um forever underscore Lee on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like you said before, I have vantage point 2.0 on Facebook. You can find me there. Yes. Um, and nice I am, show. I'll be on there. Listen, <laughs> listen, I'm just excited for the opportunity. Natalie, I thank you so much. You don't understand that this invitation has sparked something on the inside of me that I feel like have been turned off for a little while. Oh, and so awesome. this is phenomenal. Yeah, listen, you dropped some nuggets and some wisdom, and we're looking out for that book. Yes. Whenever, we, whenever she drops the book, Kingdom Guardians, I'm going to let you guys know. Yeah. And thank you, Darlene. Thank you for being transparent and allowing God to use you to help us get our kids back to the father, regardless of what our situation is. Two parent homes, one parent home, you know, struggling parent home, whatever it is we can get these kids back to the father because they're his. That's it. And they are his. They are not our own to keep. They are just on loan to us by God. Kingdom Guardians, until next time. Bye.